0: ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Elijah, this guy is just tearing it up, innovating, innovating, and helping companies to really expand and stay on the the cutting edge of like what is possible in business, in life, in being our, our best selves, and especially in challenging times, like to really keep moving forward, to really keep like pushing the needle, and increasing performance, and stepping into higher levels of impact and service. This dude is the man. So definitely stick around for this interview. I'm gonna be bringing him on in a second before that. I just wanna say thank you for choosing to be and become your greatest possible self, for being here, right here, right now. I just wanna remind you, along with all the guests who are on today, like you are already enough. You already have everything that you need. You are equipped. You're smart. You are effective. You are hardworking. You are playing. You are just like in your power. So just remember that and stay connected with that. And and uh, it's easy. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to change anything, so to speak. You can just allow it to land, allow it to be. Okay. So just remember that. I'm going to be bringing on Elijah in a second. Before that, If you want, grab a piece of paper, grab a pen. I always recommend taking notes on these interviews because chances are there's going to be some really powerful principles that you can go to work on in your life and transform and really stepping into your certainty, your leadership, your uh, progression moving forward with what we cover with Elijah. Stick around. It's going to be a powerful interview. Elijah is a highly engaging purpose coach, professional biohacker, and conference speaker, and director of innovation for a large Silicon Valley technology firm. He also serves on the board of advisors for the University of California-Riverside's newest design thinking executive program. Elijah helps individuals and enterprises navigate the complexities of finding your purpose finding their purpose, deploying innovation and biohacking ourselves in these critical and rapidly changing times. He is a featured guest and speaker strategist at places like Virgin Orbit, Hyundai America, the School of AI, the Timmy Awards, Sue Talks, Wonder Women Technology Conferences, and the Bren School of Information and Computer Sciences at the University of California, Irvine, to name just a few. Elijah believes that our fundamental understanding of work is under attack and believes he has a key for us to gain certainty in uncertain times. And here's a bonus for you. Elijah is also releasing a new book called Pain's Promise, where he powerfully shares how to leverage life's deepest challenges to unlock latent power from incredible pain. And we are blessed to have Elijah with us here today. Are you ready to bring the heat, my brother? Woo! Let's go! Woo! Yes! I love it. Getting me fired up, man. We are live on Becoming Your Greatest Possible Self, Elijah. Thank you so much for for being here and really helping our audience innovate, step into our leadership, step into our purpose, man. You're doing some great, great work in the world. Thank you so much for being here, man. Can you hear me? Yep, I can hear you loud and clear.
1: Okay, I I lost you. I
0: thought I lost you for a second. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're, we're good. We're good, man. I was just saying thanks for being here. You're you're a champion, man. Um, we're gonna yeah, dive yeah. into the theme of today, which is message to millions. Your message to millions. What does that mean for you, Elijah? Ooh, yeah. I mean,
1: mess. My message to millions is is just like yours today. You know, we all have a message to millions. I believe that in all of us there was something deposited. Uh, and I don't know, I don't want to take the, the conversation extremely spiritual, but I mean spiritual in the sense that we all are aware of our consciousness, right? We're all aware that we're alive. The ability to understand that you're alive is enough to say that you're a conscious human. So so what I mean by that is that we all have a, a million uh, a million dollar message, really. So yeah. Chris started to change that a little bit. But, oh, that's great. Yeah, our, and our message to the millions, meaning the multitude, but we also have a million dollar message, mm-hmm. right? And that's been deposited inside of us. So I believe that it's our goal to bring that out, to find that, to seek that, to go to work, to make sure that we bring our best to the table because that's when uh, mm-hmm. we are truly activated, we're truly alive, we're truly contributing, and we're
0: truly um,
1: guaranteeing our own certainty.
0: Wow. Dude, I love it. We're going to be diving into that, into that purpose, into creating that certainty, creating that clarity. Because I know that's that's just who you are, man. I just I feel it. I love that you're already talking about consciousness. Uh, feel free to go woo woo and spiritual, man. I love it all, man. We'll we'll go wherever we want in this conversation. It's going to be a blast. Um, I mentioned a couple things that you are working on today and how you serve your clients, but in your own words, man, just tell us more. What do you stand for? What are you really here to to serve humanity with and our, and our planet with, bro? Oh, that's
1: a good one. Thanks for that. Um, well, let's start with this. Everyone right now that's watching this, and those that are that are checking in on iTunes or any other podcast, let's let's all take a pause mm. right now. Like, let's just before we jump in, even Chris, before you know we jump in further. But let's let's just become consciously aware of what's going on in our environment, our world, mm. our economies. Like yeah. all of us. Yeah. And if you guys can join with me right now, let's just take a deep inhale through the nose. Right now, just join me right now. Here we go. Ready? And then a deep exhale. I want two more of those. Give me two more of those. Let's do Maybe. it. Try and hold it in for three to four seconds. Let's go in. Inhale. Hold it. And exhale. One more of those. Really good deep breath. One more, guys. Ready? Here we go. Inhale. Hold it and exhale. And to answer your question, Chris, it's that. Mm -hmm. It's the present moment that we all are guaranteed. See, we're not guaranteed anything in the future. And the past is already done. What we're guaranteed is right now. So to answer your question, it's presence and to be present.
0: Mm -hmm. Right? (laughs) <laughs> dude Elijah, my gosh you're speaking my my language man oh my goodness this is this is juicy dude i want to go back into our journey uh in your journey and talk about like what what did it take to get this level of presence of connection what did you have to remember what did you have to let go of what was your journey like man tell us oh
1: very good thanks man yeah you know just a lot of pain mm-hmm. you know perfectly honestly it's it's just. A lot of hard things, dealing with things that most people don't have to deal with. And, you know, Mm. there's always the woe is me or someone has it worse than I do or, you know, or even keeping up with the Joneses or whatever that's all about. But the reality for me is, is that, dude, I just went through a lot and Mm. and continue to go through a lot. And so I think that my bandwidth and tolerance is, is potentially more than other people. And again, I'm not comparing. I'm just saying. I've personally gone through more than my fair share. That's why I'm writing this book called Pain's Promise, which is all about disrupting the way that pain infiltrates our lives. You know, I will quickly, I'll touch on that for a second since you mentioned it. Um, you know, we all go through monumental life pain. By monumental life pain, I mean death, divorce, cancer, job loss, marital failure, all the all the parts of life, you know, getting kicked out of school, whatever it is. Yep. Um, being poor, right? And I don't just mean mentally poor i mean physically just being broke but also being mentally poor in your mindset and so for me i've just gone through a lot and and i believe that you know in order to utilize the, all of the experiences that i've gone through i've got to do something with it. so let me
0: ask a question when life hands you lemons chris what do we do well, we can do anything we want because we're the creators of our freaking reality, bro. But someone might start with making lemonade, <laughs> right? And,
1: and, right. So, and that's where we all normally go, right? When life right. you make lemonade. And so, what I always say is, what happens when you get a shit ton of lemonades, <laughs> or, or right? Well, or you know, skinny margaritas or lemon right, or whatever, right. <laughs> whatever your flavor. But so, if, if, if the pain is the lemons, mm. right? Right. What you do with the pain is the lemonade, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. But what happens when you get a shit ton of lemonade? Mm. I say that's when you open a lemonade stand. Yeah. And the, the lemonade stand represents what you monetize, meaning you sell or coach or give or serve, yep. right? Mother Teresa had a huge lemonade stand. When you think about mm-hmm. it, now she didn't charge personally, but people gave millions and millions of dollars to her foundation, right? Mm-hmm. Because they saw a lady that was beyond herself, that the mission was bigger than her. Yeah. And so I would just encourage everyone here to think about you know, your million-dollar investment or your million-dollar pain set and do something with it. That lemonade stand can be monetized or it can be given away.
0: Wow. Wow, dude. So I, I really hear, before we dive into your journey, and we're going to talk about you know, what that was like for you because you experienced a lot of pain, the context is to look at yes Elijah experienced pain, we all experience pain, now, what do we do with it and how do we truly maximize not just the lemonade, not just you know the wisdom that we personally can get from it, but also our ability to serve humanity at such a large level as well as profit ourselves and create a great lifestyle, a great livelihood because we deserve that too. We deserve to be rewarded when we've gone through that pain and we've developed the skills and abilities to communicate that with people so it massively oh, yeah. transforms their lives. Oh, yeah. Dude, yeah. let's 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 go, man. Let's talk. Let's talk about like what what was your pain, um, and specifically, you know, these skills of being an innovator, being a, a purpose coach. Like, how did that evolve for you, man?
1: Yeah, huge huge journey. And I think ever since I was a little guy, I always have been focused on how to use the things that I've been given. Mm-hmm. You know, and what I think that's a spiritual. Practice, but I also think it's just a common sense practice. use what you've been given, you know, like for right now, example, we go into panic and hysteria yeah. over the covid nineteen and you know the coronavirus, the whole thing sure. but if you use what you have, you can be centered and unaffected, and that's yeah. how you know we talk about creating certainty in uncertain times that's how we can get there yeah. so for me man it, it it goes from things to dissecting what the experience was so if you journal or you talk audibly or you're a creator so you put it into music or song or dance or or you write yep what i'm saying is is somehow you have to have an outlet for that pain to go somewhere hmm. so we could talk specifically about my pain because i'm an open book and sharing what some of those things have been for me but i'm just giving you more the methodology or the things that i use on a day-in-day-out basis right <laughs> so in terms of in terms of Pain that enters my body. And when I'm talking about this kind of pain, guys, I'm not talking about physical pain per se. Mm -hmm. Right now, even though some of us have very acute pain situations going on in our body, and it's effective for that too. Mm -hmm. But specifically right now, I'm talking about the type of pain that hits our emotions, hits our minds, hits our hearts, hits our guts, right? Uh, hits our psyche. right? Mm -hmm. And so for me, the types of things that I experience have helped me to monitor how I feel about it, Make a determination to what its impact or effect on my life is going to be, mm. right? which is hard to do up front, yep. but it's a journey. It's a journey. So, so for example, if someone you know, did something incredibly wrong to me, when I wake up, I have to decide how is that going to impact? Me? Am I going to allow it to stale my own energy, mm. thus giving my energy away? Or am I going to do something constructive with that? Yeah. Right. So part of it is documenting what the experience is and again i get listed a couple of different ways of how you can document that and there's more right uh but documenting the experience somehow to give you some context to get it outside of yourself right mm. so that's a song and you remember the something and i was a, an artist and had a record deal a long time ago but uh you know like that was a part of me growing up you asked how did i get through and how did i with some of this stuff you know my mom bought us a piano I remember from Colton Piano they're mm. not even around anymore I don't think but uh <laughs> and I had a piano when I was in six you know I was six or seven years old my brother and I had like eight weeks of piano I loved going and my brother hated it mm. but so my mom bought the piano I mean it was like a Schaefer and Sons upright I mean it wasn't like a you know but it was it was what we needed and it worked well and all that stuff and for years I mean I would start just plucking you know, a couple of different things on the keyboard, mm. on the piano, until I could understand harmonics and mm. and really understand how that played together. And I had built this incredible ear from doing that. But Chris, that stemmed from pain, man. Like mm. I was trying to put my pain somewhere, man. And I put it into those keys. And I'm talking about like eight, nine, 10. Mm. And I would make up songs and stuff early. And then my mom would say, get off that piano. Because you know? <laughs> I would play it all the time. And, wow. and, any,
0: any parent, that would be a no. So let's um, just be real. But. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. but it's it's but channeling it's, jump it. Jump it's that. channeling yeah. it. Like that was your process of, you know, you could call it even documentation, right? Like you documented yep. your experience and your emotions just by pressing a key. Someone may not yeah. have consciously been able to go back and say, hey, what, what is the evidence of that? But you documented it into existence that, hey, I'm feeling this way, so I'm going to communicate it with these keys. And I think that's, that's so powerful, man.
1: Yeah, thank you, man. So, yeah, I mean, just as an early guy, because remember, when you're 8, 9, 10 years old, you're not going to whip out your big journal. <laughs> <laughs> maybe, maybe some of you people up here right? would do that, but man, I was not that mentally nope. sharp Start documenting all my. It would have. I. It would have been funny to look at now, but I can't imagine. <laughs> uh, no, so but my point is, is that any way that you can offset and get that stuff out of you enough to get objective eyes on it, right? Mm. And, and I do all types of different exercises with my psyche, and with my experience, all the time, yeah. in order to get the best vibration out of that experience. Mm. It's not going to be waste, right? Mm. So I hope that, I hope that answers. The yeah, question. that
0: was great, man. That was great. Let's <laughs> let's talk about your early uh, professional career. What was that like?
1: Yeah, so you know, there's three main things that I've done. You know, I'm I'm a director of innovation uh, now. I'm on the board of UCR as you mentioned, but you know how I got here was really being creative and open minded So the three areas where my life has kind of kind of lived was. Um, customer support like helping customers get what they wanted right yep. feel good about the end of whatever that was yep. and sometimes when they didn't get what they want we created a new want and we decided together <laughs> what that new want was and, and they decided to have that right wow. so customer support service success right training and then sales and so hmm. i've i've been a you know director of training for large national uh, franchise um several years ago now. So I've I've always stood in front of people and delivered information Mm -hmm. and helped people consume that information in a way that does something that's actionable, whether it touches their heart, their mind, or their, their, I call it gut, which is soul, right, for me. So yeah, I mean, those are the three areas that I've kind of lived my whole life, Um, Mm -hmm. outside of being into technology and to be in a closet biohacker, which I'm going public with my biohacking now because Mm -hmm. for such a time as this, we all could use an uplift in our immunity. That's a part of my mix too.
0: So, being that customer support, training, um, sales—like, what what was the journey like for you to to start acquiring wisdom, to start doing personal and professional development? Like, what was that like? So that you know, you're you're now on this you know board and doing all these crazy, like, awesome things. Like, how how did that evolve, man?
1: Yeah. Well, honestly, it started very early. I mean, my my sophomore year, um, geometry teacher. Said to me something. Hold on one second, here. You're back.
0: Yeah, Elijah. Yeah, you, no, you're back. I can hear you. Can you okay. see me?
1: Yeah, I got you. Sorry about that. Um. <laughs> so yeah, my my in my sophomore year, my geometry teacher said to me, Elijah, you're one of the smartest people I know. And he said, I don't mean students. I mean people. Wow. And that was important to hear. Yeah. You know yeah. as as a 15-year-old basically. Wow. And and he took me to he said I don't I don't you're a little too young for this but I would love you to get your parents permission cuz I would I would love to take you to an event where you could see business leaders and people that are doing very exciting things with their lives and with their passions and I'd wow. love to invite you to that because I think you could handle it. Mm-hmm. And I was like absolutely you. <laughs> so but I was the kid that was mowing lawns and washing cars and you know doing anything I could around my neighborhood to earn an extra dollars so you know if I wanted something and my parents couldn't afford it or didn't want to get it or it wasn't the right time whatever I would get it myself mm. uh, so what happened I'll tell you quickly about about what uh, Mr. Galen was his name but you know the event that I went to um was an event with entrepreneurs in network marketing mm. and I had no idea really what network marketing was at the time but the training that I got I called a training bug. Yeah. Right. In yeah. terms of understanding human performance and yep. and and not being told here's who you are and that's who you are and you are this way because your dad was that way and your mm-hmm. mom was that way and your grandpa and your grandpa's grandpa, whatever it is, right? Instead of having those stories, I saw something that would allow me to change my visibility and shift my destiny based on not being you know, pigeonholed by the past, Hmm. or being told you are this way, or this is who you are because of the color of your skin, or because of the gender, or because of all the things that people put on all of us, Hmm. right? But having a sense of self and being able to say, wow, there's a lot more out here. So that really opened the journey for me, uh, in beginning to understand what's out there, you know, first of all.
0: Man, dude. That is that is legendary, man. So you discovered network marketing or this training, yep. personal development training, um, that yep. that gave you this human performance um, value, right? It's it's almost like this new value of of human potential, human growth gets like gets rewired, like heart, short circuits our our brain. So something that was completely off our radar and irrelevant before, like we wouldn't care if we saw it, like a ship passing through the night. But like when it happens in a certain way, it triggers us. It activates some part of us, some part of our gut, some part of our soul. It's like this is... important this is who you are like like dive in soak it up eat it up like ask questions like stick around this vibration stick around this energy this is where you're meant to be Um, a similar thing happened to me seven years ago when I was in college and I like a whole new world got blown open for me man of of possibility so I I can only imagine what it was like for you in in high school dude
1: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was insane. I mean, when when you think about it, man, and, and, and this is probably, you know, late nineties. So, you know, like when my mother and I'm making this up, I have no idea, but like say my mother's making sixty seventy thousand $70,000 in the late nineties. Right. Right. And I saw, I saw soccer moms walking across the stage making sixty seventy thousand $70,000 a month. Wow! And I was like, what? Yeah. And talking about their lifestyle, what yeah. they do. And I was like, I had no idea. And I'm not promoting, I'm not here to promote network marketing. I'm saying that's where for me, I started getting training yes. that was beyond my years. I started yeah. hearing from people that say, hey, there's multiple ways to get there. Yeah. And this is, you know, because I was afraid and hearing, you know, my mom was like, oh, well, you know, that's maybe one of those pyramid things. You got to be careful. Yeah. And then after I realized that we both, and she as well, we all realized what it was. It was like, oh, there's, there's a lot more to this yeah. than just, First of all, the American government is a pyramid. You got a president on top, you got vice (laughs) presidents, you got (laughs) executive branches. It's the same stuff. Any go to any company that you work with, it's the same exact thing. But we call those things pyramid scams. So I guess we're all in a pyramid scam called the United States of America. (laughs) So
0: anyway that's <laughs> <laughs> so funny man okay no, so, i love america i'm just saying god bless god bless america okay so <laughs> just here. <About, just> caveat
1: <laughs>
0: so let's keep moving forward man um technology biohacking when did that like how did that pop up pop up on the radar like what was what what was what what do you want people to know about those things like yeah it's such a core part of who you are like why is that an embodiment that you, you want to share with people?
1: Yeah, and that's great. So I'll, I'll give you biohacking first, and then I'll jump into technology. Sure. I was a professional singer. I mean, ever since I was 16 years old, I was a professional singer and dancer, meaning I got paid. I went on tours. I did all the stuff. I got the record deal you know, later in life and, and all that stuff. And for me, I never liked to get sick. And also, I sang at churches and all, all yeah. that as well. And I sang a lot, so I never like to be sick because your your voice is your main instrument when yep. you're a singer. Yep. And so if you get sick, it's going to impact your ear, nose, throat. It's going to impact right upper respiratory stuff. It's going to impact how you sing. And so and for me, money I <laughs> right, right. And so and so for me, I was like, well, in in order to be the most successful and have the most dates and gigs and opportunities, I got to be as healthy as possible. Yep. And one of the the ways in which I was able to do that actually started with my uncle. So, my, my uncle uh, is a naturopathic doctor in Atlanta. Uh, and he has had, I mean, clients like uh, Coretta Scott King, Martin Luther King's wife for a lot of years, um, young Jeezy Usher, all these, all these, you know, celebs and things like that. And so, he would have me, when I got sick and got a, you know, head cold, he would have me take like blackstrap molasses and apple cider vinegar and cayenne pepper and all these types of <laughs> things when I was a young person. And I was like, what in the concoction? Just give me a Tylenol or NyQuil, right? That's the world that we were exposed yeah. to. Um, but I, biohacking is all about using uh, what's called nutrigenomics. And nutrigenomics Jeez. is how, how we use nutrigen to express our genes to do certain things in our body mm-hmm. uh, and, and on a cellular level. And so really what my uncle was doing 20 some odd years ago was helping me understand. Mm-hmm. I didn't know what nutrigenomics was. And I don't even think as an industry was even called that yet. Mm-hmm. But he helped me understand that using natural things and, and the molecules themselves did certain things in our bodies, right? So, like, we all know when you get sick, take garlic, mm. right? But there's the, the substance in garlic is called allicin, right? Mm. And I might be, some people pronounce that differently. But, but the idea is is that, man, you know, there's all these different things that we can do to enhance our life. And so, you know, then I got into water. And making sure that I'm a water snob, so I'm telling you all right now, and you should be too. Why? Because most of our bodies are made of water. And when I meet people, they're like, oh, I drink from the tap. Who cares? I'm like, do you not care about your body? Mm. Right? If I'm going to put in all these, you know, I'm going to go to the gym. I'm going to work out. I'm going to put in great quality proteins and organic grass fed and da-da-da. You know, if I'm going to do all of that and then just completely forget about the type of water that I'm drinking, I'm missing the boat, man. So for me, I'm a water snob. And what that means is, sure, if I'm at a restaurant, well, not right now, but if I'm at a restaurant and they're serving water, I'm going to drink the water they have. I mean, right. if it tastes not good, I'm going to put it to the side. Yep. But, you know, I, I drink high quality, high off the line, high pH water. And I try to make those spring waters. The electrolyzed waters are great for high pH as well. But I try to drink it from spring sources. So like. Here's a shout out. I'm not promoted by this company, but this is Carlsbad Water. I'm the guy that would go down to Carlsbad and fill up a jug <laughs> because <laughs> I like it so much. And it's 8 to 9% pH. Uh, and so not percent, but yeah, 9 uh, pH on there. So I love that. And so this just is one, one idea of what I do. And then the substance that I'm drinking inside of here, and I'm not trying to promote anything today, but it's just a substance that helps me. Through my day, and mm. so es- essentially, what this is is this is an energy drink that doesn't give you any crash. Mm. And, and there's there's tons of great companies and tons of greats. So I'm not going to even try to talk to you about that or promote that. But my point is, is that man, there's a lot of great things out there that we can do that are better than just having a, a cup of black coffee. Because trust me, I've done bulletproof. I've done putting the grass fed ghee in my coffee, which yep. is, you know, black coffee. and that's great too. But if you're caffeine sensitive, man, mm. you might want to look for some other things. So anyway. There's a lot of things that I do on a daily basis, including having a great fish oil, including having, you know, some some products in my my body. I don't know if any of you have heard of the NRF1 or NRF2 pathways mm-hmm. or NAD, which are, are some of the cutting edge of nutrigenomics. And if anybody's interested, in that, I can tell you more about it. But basically, this is stuff that that deals with cell signaling. So mm-hmm. our cell signaling pathways tells our cells what to do, wow. and so. Again, I'm a nerdy biohacker guy, so you don't need to know all this. But the point is is that there's there's substances that I use that reduce my oxidative stress by like forty percent. There's things that I use that give my blood like the level of of, of antioxidants in my mm-hmm. blood are like when I'm a newborn baby. And this is all mm-hmm. peer-reviewed on PubMed. You can find out all scientific mm-hmm. kind of stuff, you know. And so I take supplements and look after companies that are doing this kind of stuff. And I'll just take their products, right? And if and if I enjoy them, I'm like, man, I'll make share a couple share a couple of products with people that I know, love and trust yeah. that would want to hear about it. But that's that's pretty much how I how I got into biohacking and how it shows up in my life,
0: man. Well what I love um, is is when you believe in something, when you believe in a regimen, a habit, a product, whatever it might be, even meditation, right? Like if only we could get you know commission on recommending meditation to people who actually like follow through and execute on it, then you know like that would there people would be pushing for it a lot more and striving for it and and excited to share it a lot more, but oftentimes, yes. like the things that are most basic, like practicing gratitude, where's the commission on that yes. you know, who's, who's got a commission plan on that <laughs> like, it doesn't yes. exist yet uh but billion billion dollar idea uh, <laughs> but let's, I think it's- hey,
1: let's go, man, let's talk about it let's talk about <laughs> it come on. <laughs>
0: I'm, open. It. I'm I'm so game, man like I love I love sharing these ideas and I want to talk about technology because I know that's yep. so so freaking important man I'm a geek as well I love geeking out on technology the future of technology um consciousness how it's integrating right like creating a whole yeah. new reality a whole new world to step into um and uh, I want to hear from your perspective like where did technology become important for you and and how do you embody that and communicate about that today
1: yeah, I mean, it started way back in the '80s when I had my first computer as a little guy, and uh, you know, I just started tinkering around. My parents had a computer, and we had the old computers in school, and I just thought, wow, I wonder, I wonder what's going to look like when the graphics on these things are going to be like real, you know, closer to realism. And mm. seeing Star Trek, yep. but seeing the timeline, right? So uh, I'm an Xennial, which means I'm not a millennial, I'm not a Gen Xer, I'm in the middle. In fact, mm. Harvard Business Review did a study on Xennials, so you guys know. 'Cause a lot of you guys are miscalcul uh, mis <laughs> categorized. That's mis- what Yeah,
0: mislabeling. Mislabels.
1: Yes. <laughs> I'll give you a better label. Uh, which uh, labels first of all. okay. Oh, another conversation. But no, so um essentially as a young person, man, I, I just was curious. Yeah. About about technology, the implications of technology. i, I and, and my foray into technology actually happened through wireless and it happened through, you know, being a you know, kind of sales representative in a wireless store in a mall way back when this first started, wow. way back when we had the Nokia phones yep. with the face plates the that you changed out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All you could do is play Snake. Who remembers Snake? Yes. Shout out for those of us that remember the game Snake. Yes. I played a lot of Snake. Um, yep. So, you know, and, and when you had to text, like in order to say one word, you have to press so 333 222 yep. 777 <laughs> It would take forever, right? <laughs> but my point is, is I remember I was a store manager, the youngest store manager in California for a very big brand. It was called pac Wireless at the time. Mm-hmm. It's now, well, AT&T because it's singular and then AT&T. Mm-hmm. So way back in my early days when I was in college, man, I worked for this company as a store manager. And, you know, I remember the reps uh, from pac Bell saying, hey, man, in the future and the like, man. Five ten 10 years, you're going to be able to do so much on your phone. Like you're going to be able to watch movies and like order like food and do. And I was like, no way, man, that's crazy. And, and here we are today. Mm-hmm. I'm talking to you on this device and guys, let me just say this because this is about technology. We bash each other for being on our cell phones or being on our devices and things like that. And sure, if we're face to face and we're in a, having a meal Right. That's disrespectful. Mm-hmm. But what's 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 important is, is that, man, when we have pandemics go around the world, I am thankful yes. that we have this type of technology. We have high definition. I can see anybody in any part of the world pretty much instantly unless they're in a remote situation. Yeah. And and I can check up on my friends and family all over the world in a flash because of this technology, what we have today. So how I got into technology was really You know about a curiosity about where the world was heading and why I stayed in technology and always kind of floated around technology related companies man Mm -hmm. was because those are the companies that are bringing the future forward and for me those are the types of companies and and opportunities that I personally align with so I want to be involved with that stuff you know Mm -hmm. Um, how I got into AI specifically was all the way back from the movie the matrix Mm -hmm. if anybody remembers that movie it 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 made a shift in my mind and made me think about wow you know really not that simulation and controversies around what are we you know all those things but it started opening my mind you know around what the power of technology is yeah. so when you watch things like terminator and some of you are like what movie arnold <laughs> fortunator i'll be back that <laughs> guy <you>. okay um <laughs> but in seeing the movie The Terminator, it, 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 like as a kid, it terrified me because of the nuclear bombs and the, you know, the robots taking over. But guys, hello, that's where we are today. Go check out Boston Dynamics and their robot called Atlas. Mm. What that robot has been able to do just in the last five years is extra, like astronomical and exponential leaps. In terms of its capabilities in just five years, it's like you have to go check it out. Boston Dynamics mm-hmm. or DARPA or mm-hmm. Atlas, just go check that out. So, um, yeah, man, I mean, this is a broad conversation because I got into AI because uh, not because of Terminator and the Matrix, but because of the implications of the Terminator and the Matrix. And if you ever heard the term, if you can't beat them, join them, mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. it kind of applies. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it kind of applies for me. Um, yeah. One more thing I'll say on that is AI for me is something that we need to be, uh, we need to understand the implications because it is kind of Terminator-esque in the fact that machines are learning. Yep. And right now we're in, you know, just what we call dumb AI, right? Mm-hmm. There's A- AI, then there's AGI, and there's ASI. And so AGI is Artificial General Intelligence, ASI is Artificial super intelligence. And essentially between AG, a, AGI and ASI, those are the areas, you guys, where, he, where robots become sentient. Mm. Right? So if you if you know about Sophia, Sophia is the first AI that was given citizenship. Okay? Right. If you look in, in the United Arab Air Emirates, you will see a robot, an AI named Sophia, that has citizenship. Now, you might ask yourself, why does a robot need citizenship? <laughs> and, and there's decisions that the machines will start to learn and, and integrate into our society. So when you say, oh, Terminator, Matrix, those are sci-fi movies. Guys, nah, this is real, <laughs> dude. It's what, what actually happening.
0: Yeah, what I heard is um, while we're still at this phase of um, it's it's not yet here, quote unquote, as far as like yeah. the singularity hasn't happened, artificial sure. intelligence has, hasn't hasn't overtaken human intelligence and in being able to operate that. Like we get to create the regulations and the rules and the laws before yeah. it's too late. And then, like, you know, people are are experimenting, governments are experimenting, the world is, like, pushing the limits on it, and then they've pushed too far, and then there's this, you know, cataclysmic event that, you know, wipes out humanity, because, like, someone yeah. said, well, I'm going to give... Robots emotions and let them you know think for themselves in in that capacity and and uh, give them a conscience so to speak in in that capacity. I think that's something I've I've heard that is um like that would be the downfall is if if humanity programs emotions and and consciousness into a robot so to speak. But I think it's it's all it's all being discovered.
1: Yeah, it is, and right now AI is really good at making very linear decisions Yep. and so all artificial intelligence is is an ability to make decisions that simulate humans ability to make decisions mm. but in some capacities, the ai has already surpassed us so wow. for example some of the some of the research at university of california irvine where um, i'm a speaker at and strategist to that and help out there guys they are using ai right now today to diagnose cancers mm-hmm. So think about this. People say, oh, yeah, AI is going to replace the people at McDonald's. And I'm like, well, what about the high-skill workers? Everyone. Like, what about the pathologists? Yep. Think about it. If AI can diagnose cancer better than a pathologist with, with high degrees of accuracy, then the pathologist is going to be there. The human is going to be there to do a check and balance. Yep, yep, that's correct. Yep. No, let's look at that again. Because the AI is able, the pixels and then AI lens, as they're looking at, at, at certain pathologies, they have a better accuracy rate of, of, of seeing things that the human eye can miss. So a human wow. doctor seeing, mm-hmm. seeing a biopsy scan is, is only going to see a piece of it. And sometimes it's going to miss, right. right? AI, will as it learns, has a lot of data, takes yep. a lot of these images to make it make sense. But as we feed data into this platform, the AI will surpass us and almost already has
0: today. Mm-hmm. Dude. Elijah, this is gold. I want to dive into innovating because I know that's a big part of you and what you are here to share with the world, yeah. man. Tell us about innovation, man. Totally. So, and the word is
1: innervation. So when you think about innovation, mm-hmm. right, I'm a director of innovation for, for a Silicon Valley company. But when you think about innovation, it's really a fancy way of saying change. Mm-hmm. Right When someone says, hey, I'm going to innovate, they're saying, hey, I'm going to change stuff, mm-hmm. right? And those changes are for the future, for better, for more to be more competitive, that is all the things. But what about this word called innervation? So there, innervation is an actual word in it that actually means to, on a very, very small level, on a cellular level, to stimulate the nerves. Okay, But we use the word innervation as an internal stimulating of your nervous system and an mm. internal reapproximation of all your internal systems so that you can thrive and be vibrant and 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 you know kind of the our segment of this talk is is how to be certain in uncertain times well it has to do with innervation mm. it has to look at going inside yourself and and looking on what we call the eight areas of life right so when you think about personal physical relational spiritual emotional financial right there's several more but the thought is is all those major areas of life on a wheel of life we look at, and we look deeply at, and innovation is all about saying, all right, look, in my personal life, I want to look at it with a fine tooth comb. I'm going to take inventory of my life, and and again, we we walk with people through a nine month journey on this. We have a mastermind around that. I'd be happy to tell, you know, the audience more about that. But essentially, we walk we walk together through all the areas of life. And we spend one month on each area and we do exercise and things to help us to dive out our better selves mm. that are maybe latent inside of these areas. Mm. So for example, physically I love yoga. Now I i like I'm not a guy that like would go but you know, pump a bunch of iron in the gym. Thank God, you know, I don't have to go to the gym right now, but this morning I did yoga. I did yoga on IG chat with my yoga studio. Yeah. And We all all we're doing yoga. I, I love that personally. So, but think about. But my point is, on on the personal side of life or on the physical side of life, mm-hmm. I'm gonna look at that area and if it's empty, I'm gonna put something in it. Yeah. I'm gonna put something in it that I could repeat and have small wins, mm-hmm. tiny goals, tiny, 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 tiny goals. Right. So like a tiny goal might be like how everyone's doing these push-up challenges right now. <laughs> See 10, do 10 kind of thing. Yep. I don't know if you guys saw that, but um, do, do 10 push push-ups, and then tomorrow try to do 12 and yep. then try to do 15 and then try to get to 20. Right. Mm-hmm. So it's it's it, we're doing that very small goals through all the areas of your life. Mm-hmm. And that's innervating. That's saying we're going to look at these areas and we're going to make changes, innovation, innovation, we're going to make changes that forward our progress based on, you know, kind of what we've got going on in life. Yeah. And if there's an area that's really, really weak, there's there's a team that will come around you to support and care for you in the area. If there's an area that's really, really strong, there's a team that will come around you and support you and give you life into that and help you to take opportunities to even blow that out even more.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Plus, plus, I think it's also where we're strong. We get to be uh, also an advocate for other people who might not be as strong when there is that community around us. You know, I think that's Absolutely. that's so important. It's like when we're thriving in an area, whether it's business or health or um, relationships, it's like being there for other people who may not be as great in that particular area. I want to dive into how purpose and knowing someone's purpose relates to creating that certainty in uncertain times. Man, what do we need to know about our purpose and who we are?
1: Yeah, no, that's good, man. So let, let, let me put it like this. Your purpose is not just what you do every day, right? If I asked you, what do you do? Mm-hmm. Would you tell me your purpose or would you tell me your job? Most people will tell you their job. Exactly. Yeah. And so how we get to our purpose is is not just, oh, what's the thing that keeps you up at night? Hey, What's the thing that works you up in the morning? Those are all great things, right? And we we say these things, but What's more important about your purpose is if you could not do that anymore, if there was something mm. on this earth that you mm. could not do at all anymore, if you can find that one thing that if that was going to be taken away, because for a lot of us, when something is taken away, we go, wait, wait, wait. Right? Yeah. If it's an opportunity, we're like, oh yeah, that's cool. Mm. Right? Mm. If I if I say, if I put a cookie down and say you can have that cookie, right? And it's the best cookie you've ever seen, and it has all the stuff that your favorite cookie. And I was like, actually, I changed my mind, and I take it away. You're going to be like, wait, wait, wait. But, but if I just say, hey, man, I got a cookie. You want a cookie? You don't know what type of it. Is. You don't know what it is. You might, yeah, maybe, I don't know. So mm-hmm. for some people, having something taken away, so think about that. Think about what is the thing that if it we're taking away from you, mm-hmm. some of us are going to be like family. Man, if I couldn't spend another lick of time with my family, I would crumble. Okay, so great. Maybe your passion's around family. Mm-hmm. Maybe you got to figure out a way to, to do something that involves family, teaching, mm-hmm. helping, serving, giving, uh, enforcing rules. I'm,
0: uh, <laughs> I'm a dad, so I enforce, No. know. Uh. <laughs> I love it, man. man. Well, I'm curious, since you mentioned that, what has being a dad taught you about living your purpose and helping other people live theirs?
1: Yeah, I think being a dad, more than anything, teaches, or a parent in general, but being a dad specifically teaches us patience it teaches us that it's you know the world is not about us and it mm. teaches us that that we have an opportunity to give a legacy to the next generation and should we take that you know mm. for me um I, I wasn't one of those fathers that said hey i just you know i'm forgive the expression but being a sperm donor mm. right it's like i'm a i'm a dad meaning i have kids but Right. I was one of those people that said, I want to be in my children's life and I want to be in their life in such a way to impact their futures. Mm-hmm. And I know, for example, that the way, for example, my daughter looks at men, right, or, mm-hmm. and women, but the way that she looks at relationships that I have something to do with that. Yep. Like if I choose to use that, then I could do something to shape and influence in a positive way the trajectory of her life. Same thing yeah. with my son's. Yeah. I realize that I have an opportunity and ability to, to, to be the type of dad that gives them what they need in order to to succeed in this life. Mm. And I tell my my, my kids to tell you this right now, but I tell them all the time, it is not my job to be your friend mm. until you're 18. And when you're 18 <laughs> or out of the house, that's when I want to be your friend. And that's when I'm going to do my best to earn friendship with you. Wow. The whole paradigm for me about being a dad is different. It's very intentional, and it's not something that's like, "Well, I just let my kids do their thing. It's like no, I don't just let my kids do their thing. I let them do a lot of things freely and creatively, but I'm saying i shape I shape and guide that's like, well, we're all on this ship, and yeah, I'm the captain of the ship, I think, but i you know I don't know where we're going we're just We're just taking a ride. <laughs> Nope. (laughs) I try to lead them to a place. So that means that because I mean, I hear a lot of parents and friends of mine that parents that are like, oh, my daughter, my son, that's my best friend. And I'm like, so how would you enforce laws on your best friend? Would you enforce Mm -hmm. that? You got to do this right now. Why? Because I'm your dad, because I'm your Mm -hmm. mom. Could you do that with your friend? Mm -hmm. Right. Come over here. Get over here right now and bring me a sandwich. Maybe you, you can do that with your friends. Uh, no, but you get the point. You guys get the point, which is my my opportunity yeah. is to bring consistency, to mm-hmm. bring clear values, and help my children understand that I love them immensely, yeah. and so I'm I'm generous with my love. Some people mm-hmm. aren't touchy Philly, but are, if you are with your words, but to me, this gives them a protective nest and a base to go trip to go yes. bump their knees, to go do stuff that mess up because they know daddy's got their back mm. and they know daddy's going to take care of them regardless. Mm. So, I
0: don't know. <laughs> Dude, this is, this is gold, man. I want to talk about innovation and leadership moving forward. What do you think is essential to really uh, keep top of mind and in our businesses, in our lives, being leaders moving forward in, in uncertain times especially and uh, you know in the coming years? Did
1: you say innovation
0: and leadership. Yes, just making sure I heard that right. Yep. Yeah.
1: So I think that you know, and, and many people would agree with me today that our world is changing, and and it's changing in the way not just with COVID because that's a huge change, um, but I mean changing in the way that we lead. for For about a hundred years, our economy has been led through a very um, left brain linear system, yep. uh, and the system is. A plus B equals C. One plus two equals three. And that system breaks down with things that are empathetic. And that word empathy has come into the business world. And it's going to barge in even more. Because in special, especially in times like this, when when linear jobs are going to be automated, mm. businesses are going to start looking for empathic leaders that understand and know how to connect with other human beings very well mm. because they know that the human is going to be the center of the decision and purchasing decisions uh, for companies, just like they are today. But as, as consumers become prosumers and have more mm. access to information because of the internet, mm. um, we're going to have to become better at, at providing value and service, and that's going to come through an empathetic model. And, and many people, economists and Harvard Business Review and other people, have done um, studies around this. But there is going to be a new type of leader that's going to emerge in this in this next set of economy, and that's going to be the empathetic empathetic ones.
0: Wow! So, what what can we do to position ourselves to develop skill sets, daily practices to develop that empathy and leadership? Well man, come
1: check out innovation, right? You, you know, I think there's a link at the bottom for you to check it out. Yeah, inner fatecom Go check that out. I mean, it's brand new. We're just kind of putting it all all together um right now. Actually, I'll just tell everybody that started in 2020. We decided, hey, we're gonna we're gonna launch this Innovate platform in twenty twenty. So this is all brand new, and then we got hit by coronavirus um so we're, we're reshifting what that's going to mean but it's going to be an online platform for people to discover their journey in themselves yeah. and that's one thing that people can do but i would focus on listening to podcasts or talks or youtubes or whatever around leaders that are empathetic i mean go check out mind valley for yeah. example and Vision and what he's doing over there because everything is really around consciousness mm-hmm. right as humans evolve our our abilities to make decisions and make appropriate decisions about ourselves and who we are Mm -hmm. change, right? This is not the dog eat dog world anymore because if it's dog eat dog, all I got to do is use my thumbs and write a review and then people aren't going to come to your business anymore. Mm. Right? So the dog eat dog thing is dying. What's what's coming to life is value. So how could you, what can you do um, to increase your value? Well, Start with look inside your heart and go, do you care about people? Mm. If the answer is, nah I mean, I don't care about people, then start there. <laughs> man. There's a Look, Chris, there's a lot of people that don't care about people. They're mm. like, man, if I could just be with my laptop or my this mm. and I never have to deal with people, yeah. I'm good. Mm. Well, you, those are the types of people that are going to be disrupted wow. and are going to have a hard time getting jobs. So fix your attitude now
0: dude i love that i think that's that's really practical to start working on how how connected do we feel in humanity with humanity with our brothers and sisters with the people in our community the people around us you know i think it's it's so important to to foster that love foster being of service foster going out of our way I'm, I'm so freaking blessed man my girlfriend like cares so deeply about people and every time i see her like go that extra mile and you know just check in on people she calls her grandma every day i'm like you are such a good person like how do you do it you know and uh just like I think surrounding ourselves with people like that, whether it's through podcasts or joining communities like InnerVate Inter, and all this great stuff you got going on, man. Um, yeah. I think that's it's so essential to be around those people in the age of if we want to get ahead, if we want to be more empathic, if we want to be better leaders, then I would recommend putting ourselves in more situations where we're around other people and we're around other people adding value. united against some or with some kind of greater mission, you know, some kind of greater vision for the world and especially taking on opportunities and positions and and opportunities to serve that we may not be super comfortable with, but it raises our level of value that we're able to deliver to the world. Absolutely, man. Increase your compassion
1: however you can because we're really all in this together and the more of us that, that join with that, uh, we're all in this together mm-hmm. mentality, there will be a wellspring that will come forward from your heart, your mind and your soul that will, will, will it, it will lead you um, in what to do through your unique fashion. So
0: yeah. um, I, want to t- I want to talk real quick yeah. about Sapio Savant. Why did you create yeah, yeah. that name?
1: Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> that's my IG uh, handle. You know, uh, I didn't think you are going to ask me this question. but uh, <laughs> I'll tell you. I'll tell you. So sapio, it's sapio, actually. Same okay. thing, sapio, sapio. sapio. It, it's just like homeo sapien. Homeo right. Story, right? Right. So it comes from that. So human, right? right? That's where that word comes in. It's a bond. And mm-hmm. so essentially what I'm saying is I'm really highly focused on humanity mm-hmm. and highly focused on up-leveling and upskilling who we are mm-hmm. as a species. I'm a futurist. Yes. So literally, yes. I'm focused on stuff 20 years from now like if you guys have a moment check out quantum computing Mm. you get a moment there it's gonna blow your mind or hit me up and i'll send you some articles but yeah man um that's why I came up with the name. I had no idea you're gonna ask me. That's funny.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, it's like you—you you are embodying that, you know. Like that's so beautiful that you said, "Hey, for humanity and like moving humanity forward, evolving humanity, igniting the genius within all humanity, and like spreading that so that we can all, you know, activate our greatest powers, our greatest gifts, and greatest value to deliver to the to the world." Man.
1: Yeah, man. That's good. Cool. Let me hit on that for just a second. It all—it all stems from love. And, and, and literally love is the highest vibration if you're a spiritual person you already know that love is at the bedrock of everything that is spirit but if you're a non-spiritual person you can understand that love is a vibration that you cannot see but it's something that is definitely felt you know when you're in love you know when you're not in love if you've experienced that that feeling and that's just one type of love but the point that i'm making man is that if we get our hearts minds and our souls centered around what love truly is and we truly live from that place we will shift humanity and for me that's where all of this stems from like i'm the guy that would talk about like i hate to bring it up but i'm going to you know like racism or whatever back in the day man i'm the guy that would say yeah what about the 25 percent of white people that march with dr martin luther king what about mm. them See, I'm the guy that just doesn't look at well. We just need to love each other, or you we know, mm-hmm. I'm the guy that says, "How does it actually show up?" Yeah. And it showed up in the, you know, the other people that marched with Dr. King, for example, that said, "Hey, this isn't right," mm-hmm. and I'm going to do something about it. I'm going to go with that guy. Yeah. Right. And they weren't the same color of skin or whatever else. Mm-hmm. That's just the right heart-centric, loving, compassionate, mindful thing to do. So, just using that as an example we need to all do that more than ever today.
0: That's right. That's right, man. I love it. Um, let's talk about what types of people would be best that to, to take the next steps with you, man, to contact you that you love to work with. Like, what are the types of people you just, you thrive being around, you're able to, to co-create huge impact in the world with, man. Tell us about that.
1: Yeah, man. If, if you're a person that you just feel stuck and you're like, and you're only I, think I lost
0: you, I don't know. Yeah, so so if you're a type of person, you feel stuck, what was after that? Yep.
1: Yeah, if you're a type of person, you just feel stuck in your life and you, you've you given up or you've come close to giving, giving mm-hmm. up, but you know there's light at the end of the tunnel. Like If you're the person that says, look, I know this is meant to be different, it's not though. And and I'm losing my ability to believe this anymore, you're my person. See, I'm writing a book called Pain's Promise because I'm saying there is latent power In your pain, I even go as far as saying your pain is an investment. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. that cancer, how could that cancer be an investment? Listen, I was talking to um, the provost of my university, my alma mater. And I was talking to him about pain's promise. And he said, you know, Elijah, this is it's it's, it's hard to hear, but I know it's good for me because my son was just was just killed about a month ago. Mm -hmm. You know, his 20 something year old son was was killed. Mm And and here I am saying like your pain is an investment. Think about this, you guys. So so if you're a person that says, I know I've, I've got some great things to offer the world, but I know I might be some be stuck in some places. You're you're my person. I want to connect. If you're also a person that says, Hey, my life is pretty good, and, and I just now am in a seat of wanting to contribute. You're also my person because I want you to join and contribute. And and we can make a pathway for you to, to join the platform and be a contributor towards a greater group. So there's, there's a lot of room for all of us in the midst of that. But those are the two types of people I would say follow up with me and let me know I can serve you.
0: I love it, and they go to at uh, sapio savant on Instagram, and that's s a p yep. i o s a v a n t, and they can also go to inner vatecom innervat dot com dot com. It'll be in the show notes, yep. and uh, dude, this is this is gold, man. I love what you're bringing to the world. I've really really enjoyed this conversation. I feel like it's really unique. Like you're you're bringing a perspective of personal development, of evolution. Um, and um, you know spirituality as well, all all together to bring that to to the audience, man. I, I really enjoyed this conversation. Thank you, Elijah. Thank you. Yeah,
1: thanks. And for anyone listening or, or watching this on Facebook Live or get, checking the podcast, man, thank you, Chris, for 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 thinking of me and reaching out uh, for me to be on your podcast, guys. Give this man a big shout out and send some love his way because he's doing these marathons, man, and he's. Man, you are killing it! I just want to give you some encouragement, bro, to be providing this service. You are living from your heart, my bro, thank and you are doing the very values, the very thing that we all need to to receive right now. So, thank you for letting us drink from your fountain, my guy, that you've created in this space. And and I'm just so glad to partner with you as a buddy. This I do gotta gotta hop. <laughs> I got I got to jump on another conference call, a pretty big conference call, right now. Um, so I, I, I
0: just want to jump, but man, thank you so much for allowing me to be on your show. And, and, and you, thank you, brother. Thank you for being here, man. Have a great rest of your day, okay? Talk to you soon. Bye, guys. Take care. From the bottom of my heart, thank you for tuning in. Right now, we've reached the end of this episode, but this is the start of a whole new beginning. Each and every moment, you have an opportunity to rewrite your story. Right here, right now, decide and commit who you are going to be. Think about how you will use these ideas, wisdom, and inspiration to make the difference in your life. What actions will you take today and every day to step into your greatest possible self?